Greetings, amigos, top teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I, of course, am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today is your co-host, Michael. He's grooving. He's looking good. His hair, his quarantine haircut is growing back in a little bit. It looks very fresh. It's a nice lineup. Now, this week, as we do every week, we will be discussing a Top 10 list now mike has put together the initial list today i don't know what it is at all it's a complete mystery to me but mike will give me his version of that top 10 list then we'll vigorously debate and by the end of this hopefully compact episode we will have arrived at a definitive version of said list mike what are we talking about all right, Kyle. Well, thank you for that delicious and delightful intro. Uh, the the fans out there, listeners, hate listeners. Do we have hate listeners? We probably do. Um, should know that that while my quarantine haircut is starting to grow back in, yours never happened, and so it is just bumping. It is getting very froey. We're getting into Kramer territory here. We are getting back into Kramer <laughs> more accurately. Um, so this week's list is an interesting one uh, because it actually turns out that this is a very well-worn subject area. In fact, there is even an entire podcast devoted to this concept. The twist is I will be talking about it purely from my slash our perspective as usual, but I'm not even going to gesture to doing like the, the sort of what is the public <laughs> fake version. So this week we are going to be talking about films that I want to have a sequel. Ah, so there is legitimately a podcast. Like, so I did a little research cause I just wanted to sanity check to make sure I wasn't like totally missing anything. Yeah. I took a few ideas. Actually, there's one, there's one or two movies on this list that I stole from some of these publicly available lists. But there's actually a whole podcast called, like, The Sequel Should Have Happened or something. And I didn't listen to it, but it looks like the premise. It looks like a, it's actually a great premise for a podcast. Basically, the, the you and me equivalents make up the plot of a sequel. Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? Like, you know, oh, hey, what should that. Die Hard 9 have been? Yeah. Um, so I really like I thought that was cool. So this is something the internet has thought about. Now, here's what I want to clarify. I want, I want to clarify a couple things. One, I will not be talking about films that, like, just came out and maybe there will be a sequel. Yeah. And if I mention them, you know, maybe we'll we'll just kind of have a caveat on that. But there are certain situations where there probably will be a sequel, um, and, it's, and I don't want to jump on that. I would also allow for the third, fourth, fifth of a, of a film series. Like, if, if I want another one, I want another one. Yeah. I think those are kind of the major rules, but but the biggest one to observe here is that, oh, and I also tried to make sure there wasn't actually a sequel coming out. Right. <laughs> I, I probably screwed that up once or twice, but for the most part, these are things that don't have a sequel coming out imminently. Oh, I'm a big fan of this. This will be fun because yeah, it was a fun it was a fun thought exercise, and I'd like this because I think the the natural tendency when you have this conversation is to have the inverse and say. Boy, that movie did not need a sequel. Correct. And yet there was one. This is yeah. more interesting where you say, wow, I wish I could have had more of that. And it doesn't happen that often. Because usually if something's good enough to have a sequel, guess what? There's a sequel. I thought about this. And I am specifically thinking about films where I thought the first film or second or whatever I wanted the sequel to. I liked what they were doing. Right. Enough that I want the I want the sequel that is like the first one. Yeah. So let's let's take an example which is not on the list. So like the Watchmen, I can't say I want a sequel to that where I it, it does it totally differently or they do it like they did the TV show. If I say I want a sequel to the Zack Snyder Watchmen, basically I'm assuming that the Watchmen two film is going to be the Zack Snyder version. Oh, that's interesting because I would, yeah, that's a really good point because the Watchmen TV show, it turns out, is the perfect sequel to Watchmen. Right, right. And and, that, and that's a little bit of a funky scenario because there is actually the TV show. Yeah. But what I, what I don't want this list to be is a I wish they'd have done it better list because that is a different list that I think is interesting is, hey, yeah. there's some IP that we really like, but I just wish they'd done it better. I think that's a different list. This is this is the kind of situation where there is some maybe pre-existing IP or just some sort of story that I, I liked enough, didn't get a sequel or did, but I want another one. 
and, and I and I want that thing again. I love this. Let's go. Okay. All right. So number ten. Number ten is an interesting one because similar to Watchmen, film adaptation of a beloved uh, pre-existing written work that then got made into a TV show. <laughs> number ten is Golden Compass. Ah, interesting. So, did you see the Golden Compass film? I did not. <laughs> Okay, so it's been a very long time since I've seen the Golden Compass film. So <laughs> I will heavily, I will heavily preempt Quinn from telling me it was horrible. My <laughs> recollection is that it was, is that it was actually pretty good. The thing is, the His Dark Materials or Northern Lights trilogy is about as good as sort of young adult to adult uh, fantasy gets. It is a truly magnificent story. It's a story that understandably is hard to translate to film or television, but it's a really magnificent and important story to a lot of people. And I liked the first one enough that I, I find it very surprising we didn't get more, even though, yes, it was a commercial and critical failure. <laughs> um, I, I actually have this book on hold at the library right now like i want so to... you've never read his dark materials i have i read them all when i was a kid oh, okay i was gonna say was... i thought you had and was obsessed but, but i don't remember any of it it will mean more to you now just you'll see it's <laughs> it's interesting how much more you'll like you'll like get out of it but i don't i don't think i ever even saw the movie but it is sad like this is just like it's clear why it didn't happen, but this I feel like gets bantied about occasionally in terms of like what could have happened and people get sad that it didn't. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Unfortunately, like this one's not going to happen, right? No, this is absolutely, yes. And let me be clear. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going off of realistic prospects here. These are movies I want to happen. Not right. movies that I think the studios are going to make. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you just think about the cast that they assembled uh, again. The problems with this film are well documented, but <laughs> yeah. the cast is Daniel Craig Nicole Kidman, Eva Green. I don't know who else, but that's, I mean, just start there. That's an incredible cast. Yeah. Like that's a, especially for if it's 2008 or nine or whatever year it was, that's a pretty extraordinary group of, of performers. So I have full confidence that if they had gone forward with this and sort of recalibrated some of the stuff that didn't totally work and made sure it was marketed appropriately, which I think was probably the biggest problem. I think this is, this could have been a really great sequel. Yeah, I, I'm sad in some ways that it didn't happen. Although I, I feel like a lot of people will probably, if the TV show is any good, will gladly make that sacrifice. Well, here's the thing. In my research, I saw it looks like they they may not be going ahead with another season. There's some oh. there's some there's some confusion about whether there was going to be a second season. Well, then never mind. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm probably also wrong. I don't know. Um, all right. So number nine is a film. That, interestingly, is itself a sequel to a, a beloved television show. Number nine is El Camino. So, here's the thing. You and I have not had a chance to fully debrief El Camino on this podcast. We've discussed maybe doing that. But um, I loved El Camino. Like, I really enjoyed El Camino. It was not the film I thought it was going to be whatsoever. Because what I was and am still really interested in is what was Jesse Pinkman's life like after he escaped the neo-nazis at the end of breaking bad that was what i right i guess naively assumed that was gonna be about again no complaints it was really well done but that wasn't what it was about at all it was really just like a, a little postscript to the series it might as well have been another you know episode or two yeah i, I was shocked like i thought for sure the story they were gonna tell was like blowing over this entire portion of the like, we don't need to know Same. how we figured it out, but now he's starting over fresh. Yes, now he's in Florida, and he is... It turns what? out, though... He is what? It turns out, though, that I actually did need to know how Jesse went through that process, because El Camino was so fucking good. Like... Totally. What I love so much about that show, and I realize this more and more as we get further in Better Call Saul and watching this, is that, like, we have consumed enough television and film and books that we kind of know the strokes right like we kind of know how these things are structured and we know what the beats are going to be for the most part and i just find myself whenever i'm watching anything in this like this universe just like having the no abq verse huh the abq verse yeah 
Anything that happens in the ABQ-verse, I have no idea what's happening next. It's such a delight. I, I was talking about that exact phenomenon uh, with the movie Moonlight, because I just re-watched it, and I was saying that, like, in addition to all the other delights of that film, it was just cool starting that movie and just being like, I don't know what, I don't know what's next, I don't know where this is going, and you're totally right. The world of, you know, of Walt and Jesse and Saul and Mike, it's just a... You don't know what's going to happen next, but you always, always know it's going to be compelling. Always. I would, like, if they did El Camino 2, yeah. Los Caminos, like, I would I would watch the shit out of that. Wouldn't you? Uh, you know, I, I guess my, my biggest thing is, does he become an N.A. counselor like that guy with the glasses? Like, I, like is that what he decides? Is Is that what he considers his life, or does he try to... You know, Brock is still alive at the end of Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, like, does he go, does he adopt Brock? Like, does he go find somebody else? Like, what is his, what does he view as the next 40 to 60 years of his life? Because he's got a lot of life left to live. That's the thing, is, like, whenever, like, it looks like something's going to end happily, like, you know that only lasts for, like, two years. Like, you know that Jesse has two years of just living, like, a life where he's perfectly content to do nothing and just exist and basically be at replacement level. And then eventually that's not good enough anymore. And that's like skip two years and then set El Camino there. Cause that's what I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. That's, that's exactly my favorite. That could happen. So, yeah. That, that could see. That's one that could actually happen. Yeah. All right. Number eight is a film that does not end on a note that invites a sequel. <laughs> So I don't necessarily need to be back with these characters, but I want to be in this world. Number eight is Looper. Looper. So I had forgotten how it ended. I was Googling. And there's <laughs> our main our main friends are not going to be a compelling storyline going forward, <laughs> primarily because our main character is dead. But here's the thing. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Don't we think there could have been one to three more movies set in this universe with these rules that would have been really cool so this i'm going to totally totally plagiarize a point from daniel that you've heard before on this very podcast most science fiction movies have one thing and this movie has two things and i think if they wanted to they could have like done that very cleverly for what's like, the second thing like the kid is a, a yeah he has, like he's a he can yes the rainmaker or whatever the, right like that is a supernatural like aspect to an already science fiction universe that includes time travel and it's not like it's usually one or the other that's a great point so like there's a lot you can do with this i think if you what, what i like so much about this movie is that it kind of doesn't really do either of those things all the way and so i, I think that's i don't think this would really work as like a I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe a TV show is the right way to go with this. You're pro it probably is a TV show ultimately, um, but I think it could be a, it could be a good film too. But you're right. I, I guess I just want I want like a time detective. Like I think <sighs> I think that that could be a good show. Give me a time detective show or movie, and I'm gonna watch it. Will it be as good as this one? No, because you'll you'll lose some of the originality. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, I would watch the shit. I think like weirdly, I. I feel like I would rather, like you said, I would rather have a story that's set in this universe, but just picks up somewhere else. Exactly. That's what I want. Yeah. That would be fucking great. I wouldn't rule that out entirely, although I don't think that anyone, I don't think like Looper was necessarily a smash hit either, so. Yeah. I think it was like one of those critical darlings that most regular moviegoers were like, I didn't, I don't know. That a lot of nerds saw. It's like, yeah. uh. You know what this is like is, uh, who, do you know who directed this? Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah. Well, then yeah. never mind. You, My, you knew that. I was going to say, this is one of those movies where the director later on, like, achieves critical, like, fame for something else, and then people, and that's exactly what it is already. Yeah. It's precisely what it is. Yeah, I was going to reference it. To, I was going to. It's like Brick. It's like Brick, except we still don't get it. I was going to compare it to, uh. Well, I'll save this because this is another movie that I would love a sequel to. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So now it's time for the not tops. So uh, I think this is this is a very valuable segment here, and if only we could bridge our, our way to it. Yeah. Um, hey, say, uh, Kev, could you do us a favor and um, hit that uh, stinky beat, please, sir? 
Boom. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this was very fertile territory. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of uh, synopsize this because the internet had a lot of ideas about films that should have sequels, and I disagree with almost all of them. <laughs> so I will start by saying there are two genres that I do not think invite themselves, like do not sort of work with sequels. One is comedy. Comedy sequels <laughs> almost never work, and two is horror because. And I think the thing is both of them. Like, for comedy, typically by the end of the movie, the premise has already kind of lost steam. That's just kind of the nature of a comedy. <laughs> they always start and, strong. Right. And, and by the end, it kind of loses steam. By the second movie, there's no steam left. Horror, once you've revealed the villain or the force or whatever, you just lose something. So those are two, two kind of genres that I just don't think totally lend themselves to that. So I'll mention a couple that I saw on the internet that I just totally disagree with. One is Solo. Now, I th- I want more Solo, but I think it should be a TV show. After having watched The Mandalorian, I'm totally convinced that a Solo TV show would be really good, but I don't want more movies. I would love another TV show set, like, pre-A New Hope. Like, between um episode three and four where if han solo is involved that's fine but i i don't i don't think i need to be like over han's shoulder anymore give me like uh well it's a different time period but like give me rogue one slash mandalorian but between episodes three and four yeah i guess that's what obi-wan would be which that might happen still. So basically that. Like, I, I just think we don't need a sequel to Solo. A lot of people seem to think we do. I remember it was discussed that it might be a trilogy. That should not happen. That movie's getting, like, a, like weird legs now. I don't know why. Like, I don't think it's... It just... It maybe swung a little too far. Like, I think maybe people were a little too critical. It just wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. People are just zagging on this now. Like, just yeah, to zag exactly. on something. Yeah, totally. Um, two comedies that are basically perfect that should never be touched ever. <laughs> mean Girls. I actually think there is technically a Mean Girls sequel, but the internet wants like an original cast sequel to this, and I, you can't touch this movie. This movie is perfect, and it's the rare comedy that works from the first minute to the last. It's essentially a perfect movie, and it shouldn't be touched. It's also way too fucking far gone. Like you just couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't do it now. Yeah, also true. Uh, another one that is essentially a perfect comedy that cannot be touched is Step Brothers. Uh, that that that's a sacred text, and a lot of people want a Step Brothers too. It, the movie ends with them on a pirate ship in the backyard, playing with Chewbacca masks and saying that it's okay that theirs isn't movie quality. <laughs> I think you would end up with something similar to Anchorman 2 and that it's just like probably mostly forgettable like I yeah like I'm I'm not like super upset that Anchorman 2 exists but I'm also never gonna like pop that in like I'll just watch Anchorman yeah I actually still haven't seen Anchorman 2 just watch Anchorman again it's yeah I will because it's great it's it's a borderline perfect comedy right Some recent horror and horror-adjacent films that people have said they should do sequels to, which they shouldn't, are Us, which is foolishness. You can't do a sequel to Us. I heard Parasite. I know that's not a horror movie, but it's kind of in that vein where it's like a fable. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a class fable, and you can't make a sequel to that. That was on my list. I've, I've heard rumors of a TV show that I just... Uh, please, no. God, just leave something good alone. I know it's so perfect and it's original. It just please don't. And that's I guess it's you know it's funny. I guess what I I'm really trying to protect with the exception of Solo is I just don't want yeah interesting original scripts to get turned into into you know franchises like the internet. This one I didn't even list because it's so preposterous because it just doesn't make it doesn't even make sense. Some people on the internet want to do an Inception sequel. Which is so utterly just, it, there's just so many problems with that, it's really not even worth addressing. But the basic concept <laughs> of preserving, of preserving original content, I think is is high on my list. I think some people were just excited that there was like, 
a weird one day rumor that Tenet was actually a sequel to Inception. It does look like it. It actually looks like the even the poster just looks like some like art school dropout did the <laughs> the like bad version of Inception because it looks really bad. It does. Um, yeah, don't touch like. Well, Crystal has never done a sequel outside of Batman, right? No, no. Let's just keep it that way, please. And then there's a couple that I think may have sequels. Um, but I just want to note, which I would like. I'm going to put these in the honorables because I would like that to see sequels, but I, I think they're probably going to happen or they're too soon. One is Annihilation. I was just going to say Annihilation. Yeah, I know. I know you. Southern Reaches. Southern Reach. Reaches. Yeah. Southern is? something. Whatever. Southern Reach Arounds. The one that you like, <laughs> that series, um, I would love to see more of that. If they want to leave it alone because it was so great, that's fine. But I would. I enjoyed the place. Here's what they should do. Just get Alex Garland to write it and ignore entirely the other books that Jeff Vandermeer wrote. That's fine. Because they're quite bad. But Annihilation is amazing, and I really liked what they did with the movie. I feel like that's happened before. I'm now forgetting a scenario, and I'm probably making this up, but I feel like it's happened before that uh, a great filmmaker has taken like a, a good a good book, turned it into something, and then written sequels that are totally unrelated because they had a better vision of it. Can you imagine being Jeff Vandermeer and getting the call? Like, good news, we're moving forward with Annihilation 2. And he's like, cool. And they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, here's the bad news. <laughs> We'd like to buy this from you. All right, so that was Annihilation. Two is Knives Out. I think they're actually going to make a sequel to that. Um, it, it, I think from what I've heard, it's not going to be a direct sequel. It will be a uh, whatever his name is. Um, I don't know, whatever. The Daniel Craig character. It's such a great name. Why can't I remember I know. That? something it's it's boat, like cajun boat. right it's cajun hold on i'm gonna it's worth it yeah but but i've heard that they're gonna do like turn that into sort of an anthology of his cases which absolutely that's a that is actually a great idea that will work great i would love as much of that character in my life as i can possibly get benoit blanc oh benoit blanc that's what it is yes so give me more benoit blanc totally in on that yeah sign me up uh and then deadpool just give me more Deadpool. I want. I want more Deadpool. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. That's just. I've heard that that might not be happening, right? I just like can't imagine Disney really wanting to go forward on a Deadpool three, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Give me more Deadpool. All right, I'm actually. You know what? I'm making a brief. I'm gonna switch something on my list real quick because Whoa. this is probably with the Whoa. with the. I'm just switching the order because I think with. Uh, you'll understand. All right, so number seven. Number seven is a film that I hated the first time I saw it and loved the second time I saw it. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. So you've seen that once or twice. I've never seen it. But you read it and didn't get it, right? Yeah, I did not get it. You're not alone. I didn't either. But I liked it. <laughs> this was So it was interesting because the first, uh, the first, first John le Carre novel I ever read was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Wow. didn't get it i could not emphasize <laughs> enough that i didn't get it but i knew i liked it it was this weird it was this weird experience it was like i don't know who this character is or what their motivation is but i like this book and i have since read i'm looking at my pile right now like 15 of his books like legitimately 15 you do all him. based all based on one pretty mediocre reading experience <laughs> <laughs> but and so i watched the movie i dragged my whole family to go see it because i thought hey i read the book even if i didn't get it it will guide me enough in the film and i'll get it guess what didn't get it <laughs> um, so i had read the book took them to the movies my family still jokes about how bad it was <laughs> but i rewatched it recently it was magnificent oh. absolutely magnificent so the the main the the like Putative main character is George Smiley, which is the Gary Oldman character. So there is a series of something like 20 George Smiley novels. But it's funny because there's a lot of them that are considered George Smiley and he appears in like two scenes. Some of them it's very, you know, plainly about him, but others he just kind of appears for two scenes. So it's more like a, a, a fictional universe than it is, you know, the story of one character. And several of these George Smiley novels have been adapted for film. There's been a couple. There was the Little Drummer Boy, um, which had, um, oh, crap, the woman we both love who was in The Favorite and Broadchurch, Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah. Um, and Florence Pugh. 
they've done uh, the night manager which had hugh laurie in it so like there's mm-hmm. been and, and there was an older um george smiley film with alec guinness otherwise known as old ben kenobi maybe he means old ben kenobi probably old ben kenobi so there's been a lot of george smiley content but i think with gary oldman i would like to watch more spy stories give me more george smiley it was so stylishly done he's so good and you could just do a lot of things with it i yeah i don't know if i'm i have the same like momentum that you had that would cause me to read more but i like the the like the tone of tinker taylor is of nice kind of like more contemplative version of the spy universe that's been done so many times and i could see that translating into like a good thoughtful movie like a nice change of pace from what we're used to from that genre totally and it's not for everybody but i think it's for more people than would think it just i think the thing is tinker taylor soldier spy is in my experience, the most confusing of his novels. And not all of them are even confusing at all. Some of them aren't. Some of them are pretty straightforward and simple and would work really easy, easily as film scripts. But I think just looking through the stack I have here, there's probably two or three. Like, I think there's two or three that could make really good movies that I would be glad to see Gary Oldman in. I'd certainly go see it. All right, so number six is a comedy, but it's a comedy with... A little bit of a different vibe to it in that it's a comedy with a sort of police vibe to it. Number six, give me the other guys. I would watch several more the other guys films. <laughs> I don't know why this is like excluded from the same rules that would make me kind of blanch at a stepbrothers sequel. Yeah. And yet I think I kind of agree with you. Like I this movie, like, like I, I would say that the other guys also never really quite reaches the heights of Step Brothers. Like, it's, yes. it's not quite as good. And so, therefore, like, there's less to potentially taint mm-hmm. by making a sequel. But that's just good chemistry. Like, and it's it's different. Like, Farrell and Wahlberg is a very different combo than Farrell and Riley. So, yeah, I'd be interested in this. Yeah, I think, it, I think part of why it works is that you can make a storyline that doesn't need the comedy. This was something that I remember reading or hearing about Judd Apatow that I thought was amazing, which was what he does is he, when he's writing, he writes the drama. He said, this was how he explained it. He says, I write the drama version and then improvise the comedy version. And I think that's so brilliant. And that's why I think his movies work so well. And I think that's why other guys would work is you could basically just write a police movie like a police procedural and then just find the laughs and there's enough cases and enough structures that you won't have a story problem so i think you can i think you can make a story that's cohesive enough that you can get your way through it and trust that Wahlberg and farrell can make us laugh it's kind of like reno 911 right like there's just like an Mm -hmm. infinite number of scenarios yeah and you just make it funny yeah, I don't know why, like, I'm, it's unclear to me why their goal when they did this wasn't to make this, like, a, like, a, like, five movies, you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. like, continue to churn out, like, these spoofy, like, cop movies. Because they could. They absolutely could. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. It also reminds me of, oh, I won't say it. There's another kind of similar, similar movie, actually two movies that fit very well in this same style that I would really like to see more of. Oh crap. I think, I think I just thought of one that you're going to say, I'm going to write it down just in case you don't, but I'm almost certain you're going to say it. Yeah. It fits in the same mold. Very, very close. Let me just ask you this. Do you already know the title? I do. Okay. So I, I didn't, I, I'm an idiot. That's on our, that has to end up on our list because that one has to be on it. Yeah. Um, Okay. All right, so number five is uh, Moneyball. Interesting. So I would like to see, and this is not just asking the film, I'm also asking Michael Lewis, I really want to understand what life has been like for Billy Bean and his organization in the years since the book was written and since the movie came out. 
That's interesting. That's not what I thought you were going with this. I thought you were asking for the Astro Ball movie. Like, like no, just it would, do- that would be interesting because it gestures towards what we're we're talking about. That would, the that, cheating would be very interesting. That but will be a movie at some point. It, it will. But I really, I just, I want to understand how they feel. They haven't won. They still have not. It's just, it's, it's, that's really interesting. The problem, the problem is it's not time yet. When, you know, when you make this movie, you make this movie in like 2032 when Billy Bean finally gives up and the A's still haven't won it. That's the movie I want to see. Like, how do you go from, yes, like, like, and I only want to see it. Like I, if the A's were to win the world series in like 2025 or fuck it, they could do it. If they ever, whenever they play baseball again, the A's are well set up. Like, let's say they win a World Series with Billy Bean. Like, I actually don't care that much about that movie. Oh, at all. I don't care about it at all. Like, I want to see the movie if, for some reason, Billy Bean goes his entire career there and they never. I want to see him as Quint. I want to see him, like, old and crusty and crazy. I, you know what would be so cool? You said 2032. Like, imagine it's 2032 and they actually get Brad Pitt again. How cool would that be? That would be I, so cool. I want to see. Be, oh. I want to see Brad Pitt just like, like bitterly throwing darts at a dartboard with the Minnesota Twins on it, like the goddamn the goddamn AL uh, the, the ALDS every fucking time. But what? Don't you think this is like that's uh, so? You're totally right. The the version of this where it works out isn't that interesting. But the version where he discovered this incredible thing, but wasn't the one who got rich off of it or got like, that's so interesting to me. That's like doing a movie about the guy who discovered that there was gold in them hills and then yeah. didn't fucking patent that shit and like died a few years later from like, and that's a really like an interesting story. And it's a story that's been done before really well. And I think they could do it again. I, uh, you were right on this one, and I was wrong. Like, I, I will want to see the Astro Ball movie at some point, but I much prefer to see this story. Moneyball 2, the depressing one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. All right, so this was actually the switch that I just made. I moved this movie up because I had to after our conversation a couple weeks ago. Number four is, of course, Hancock. 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 So I think <laughs> we discussed, we basically gave the specs on this, which is we want to see them in a different time period. We want to see Charlize and Will at a different time. Listen, uh, whoever wants to make this movie, there's a really good blueprint episode, whatever, of this podcast. Yep, like 112 or something. Yeah, our, our, our thoughts on this are well documented. I think that like you don't even necessarily need to have Will Smith attached to it. Yes, uh, this is another one where you can do universe if you want to. Yeah, like I would be fine if like for like if this turns into like like Michael B. Jordan and like uh like Linda Cardellini. Like whoever. Pick two people that are like yeah. big right now. I'm into that. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So then so I like you said, were this our thoughts on this are well documented, very fertile ground. I'm just shocked that it hasn't been made into a sequel. I think it's probably more realistically a reboot. Like a, like one of those semi-sequel reboots is probably the most realistic way we get this again. Well, the thing is, like, the, like, the Watchmen, the, the Watchmen blueprint is actually a really good one for something like this, where it's like, yeah, it's like a soft reboot where there's like some carryover characters and stuff. Like, yep, this could work. Yeah, it could definitely work. Especially in the time of like the superhero TV show, like, like they've done this with the boys and, and like Watchmen is a good example. Like this genre is you could do either. You could make this another movie or a, any kind of series. Totally. All right. So that brings us to some honorables. I will run through the honorables here. I think it makes sense. Um, one thing I noticed, uh, which I kind of mentioned with the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is there's a lot of really good book series, typically sort of anthology series rather than serial series where um, they made one really good movie and then I don't totally know why they didn't make another one. Some of them, they made a bad movie and then I know why they didn't make another one, but some of them, I, I just wish they would have made more. So that's something to keep an eye on because one of my top three is like that and, and a couple of the other ones are like that. So number uh, one honorable mention I have is Aragon. That's really more of one I just want a straight reboot, but I would be yeah. oh, I would have been at the time okay with continuing as it was. 
I know the movie wasn't that good, but it was good enough that I think they should have made another one. I'm confused why they didn't. Like, Aragon was the biggest fucking deal in the world for some time there. Totally. Um, I actually just remembered that they made an Alex Ryder Stormbreaker, and I don't know why they didn't make another one. What the hell? I know. I mean, it was that was very bad. <laughs> um, so I wish that's when I want a straight reboot. So one of my honorable mentions is one that I stole directly from the internet because it was so brilliant I couldn't let it go. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? One of my all-time favorite films. You've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? No, it's a weird blank spot in my so, filmography. So this is a truly beloved film for me. It was one that my grandparents had on VHS. Is it this Robert Zemeckis? It is Robert Zemeckis, um, and it's it's just like like a live action cartoon crossover, yeah, with noir overtones that could very easily have been made into a bunch of movies. So the internet was so right on this one. I never thought of it, but I I want it now. I uh, sure, I believe you. Yeah, uh, another one is Master and Commander. So I didn't know this, but there's actually a whole series of Master and Commander books, and Master and Commander was so good. That I don't know why there's not more. Very Interesting. Hmm. I've never yeah. seen it, but yeah, sure. I was just reminded of how much I like it because it came up on the Gladiator podcast uh, of rewatchables. And I forgot how much I like Master and Commander. <laughs> Except for the uh, the amputation. Didn't love that. Ah! Yeah. Uh, number 12, or whatever, one of my last honorable mentions is a film that I have not seen. Oh. But which has a premise... So ready-made for sequels that I don't know why it's it's not on more places. And I want to be clear, I didn't steal this one from the internet. I was just looking at, like, lists of movies so I could try to remember movies that I'd seen. Number the, This one is The Lincoln Lawyer. So, again, have not seen it, but it's Matthew McConaughey as a traveling lawyer practicing the law out of the back of his Lincoln. How are there not, like, six of these? It's kind of shocking. That's a t- That's a fucking great TV show. Isn't it? Like, McConaughey is any kind of lawyer in a car or not. I'm like, like, put McConaughey in suits. I'll watch fucking suits. Like, totally. I don't put him in more law stuff. Like, yeah. a co- courtroom dramas. I understand people have gotten very tired of courtroom dramas. Sure. Both for reasons of exhaustion and for reasons of, like, there's actual real world harm right caused by these things because they they create expectations that aren't met like there's actually studies that out there that like they actually harm people blah 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 so there's reasons why courtroom dramas don't exist anymore but they're awesome and matthew mcconaughey in a time to kill was in one of the best ones and should be in more yeah sign me up yeah uh, and then the last one is uh, um gone baby gone so the patrick and um i forget her name his girlfriend wife michelle monaghan angie, angie. Patrick and Angie, there's a whole uh, series of these by Dennis Lehane, and Gone Baby Gone was so magnificent, I don't know why there's not more. I was not aware of that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read any other Dennis Lehane? No. Yeah. Or, or maybe at all. Whatever. He's great. He's really... His his novels are terrific. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's one that I don't totally understand why there's not more, which is a perfect segue to another exceptionally well-done film adaptation of a book that i don't know why there's only did the first one girl with the dragon tattoo yeah what happened here so i understand two things that are important one i know that there is the swedish ones which i know they're great blah 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 and i also know that they did i think an american version of the hornet's nest or the whatever the girl who spider's web the girl who spider's web or something yeah, that's like the there was like one. a recent one that i think was american yeah, that was sort of a sequel. That uh, that isn't. Oh, count. it was um, Claire uh, Claire Foy. Claire, Claire Foy, you're right. Yes. Oh my god, I totally forgot that happened. Right, I did too. So, how is there not another Rooney Mara version directed by David Fincher? It's too far gone now. But like, I don't know. But like, why were they not striking when the iron was hot? Like, this movie was a big deal when it came out. The only thing that I can think of, and I didn't verify this on the internet, but I'm assuming it would verify it. They probably were just so addicted to the quality that David Fincher brought to the first one that they weren't going to make the second one unless he was attached. And Well, and, and also, like, the second movie, <clears throat> the second and third books are so tonally different. Like, it would be they a They are very different. It would be a big change, but um, this is another one where they just, like, say, like, hey, Steve, like, thanks 
we're just going to do another mystery with these two yeah. and we're not going to do your book. Like I would have been, I guess, fine with that too. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, you know what? Exa- that's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. So I know you're number one, uh, but I'm interested. No, in you might think two. my number one is two. You, you might have them flip flop, but you do know one of them. All right. I would think. So number two is, I think the movie you're thinking of Austin Powers. Nope. I know you're number one. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I need more Austin Powers. Intellectually, I grasp that this cannot and will not happen because it's so far gone. But I think it's it is deeply tragic and wrong that we live in a world with only three Austin Powers films. It doesn't make sense. Like it feels disjointed. Like I remember watching the third one and being like, "I'm gonna pop the fourth one in." Like just assumed that there was another one. It's not like the second and third have anything new to offer that the first one didn't. Like it's just nope. a like you could you could make a hundred Austin Powers movies. It's it's exactly because, like James Bond. <laughs> exactly. Like you could make however many however many bonds there are. Twenty five now? Yeah. You can make like twenty five Austin Powers. Yep. Yeah, it, uh, it it has the same it has the same immunity to the comedy problem that the other guys has, which is that you can just write this the script writes itself. The comedy is just a matter of trusting the cast, and Mike Myers is so good as those characters that I don't know why we wouldn't trust him. Yeah, that you're right. Was, the The percentage chance of this one happening is like close to zero, like partially because I just don't think that Mike Myers is doing anything really anymore. But yeah. it's really sad. I would I would line up to see this movie if it ever happened. Yeah, I would give anything. Actually, and I just thought of another one. Um. All right, so number one is... Now, you know what? I'm going to make you guess. I want you to guess. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that Mike has been waiting a very, very, very long time for the Brazilian job to happen. It's the Brazilian job. How is that the Brazilian job? I Like, it's just... It's so deeply perplexing to me that this film has not come out. This one more than like everyone everyone you've done two through ten, there's something about it that makes sense. Yes. Like like Golden Compass, it didn't sell. Like a lot of these didn't yeah. sell. Or like uh too confusing or Or like done by an auteur who wouldn't do a sequel. Yeah, it's a comedy or it like the Italian job was a tentpole smash hit with like stars in the prime of their careers. Like the only the only feasible like even way I can imagine them not wanting to do a sequel is if like for like they were all busy because they had fucking Statham and Charlize and like Ed Norton like couldn't get them again to do it. I just like there's no I can't think of a good reason not to make the sequel. And you have one of the most sequel friendly movie names of all time. Yeah, what the blank job. job, Australian job, South African job, like Canadian job. Shall I say more? Like you can just keep going. The Mozambican job. Precisely. The Central African Republican job. <laughs> like, there's just a lot to be done here. <laughs> this I would give this a better than 50% chance of happening, though. Because I think... I <sighs> better think than 50 might be a little strong, but I'm generally with you. It's... Yeah, that's... Okay, give it, like, 40%. That, like, it's it makes too much sense, and too many people would see this. Every, everyone would see it. Every every white dude under 40 would see this movie. Is there any, like, is there any genre of movie that's more watchable than heist movies? Like, no. everyone fucking loves a heist movie. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is, across the board, I would say, with, with the pot, well, I guess with the slight exceptions of Seth Green and most deaf, all of the stars of this film are still very bankable super bankable the problem that i have with this is that i know it would be on the shoulders of mark Wahlberg, and i only trust him as a role player in a good movie i'm concerned that he would be the one pushing for this and get like some stupid buyout from netflix and have it be a netflix movie like spencer confidential that's my only concern is i don't want to see the crappy version of this I, I, I'll be really sad if I see the crappy version of this, but I, I there's a really good version that could be made. I just think the floor is so low. Like, the floor is so high that even a shitty version of this on Netflix is something I'm interested in. Yes, I'm definitely... St- there's no question. I'm watching this. No question. I, I'm... 
stunned. I'd like why would how was that movie not made? How was that movie not written by the time the first one came out? That another good question. Yeah, it's crazy because you you would have known it was going to be successful when it came out because it was based off of one of the most successful movies of the 60s, like 60s I think. Like you knew this was going to be a, a hit. You're right. Why why did they not have the the second one? I well I think the Brazilian job exists. So this is the thing. Like, so it I, was written it had an IMDb page at one time. Yeah. Like, I didn't make up Brazilian. Like, I, there was an IMDb page, and I, right. I think there's probably a script somewhere. <sighs> Sad. Reg- regrets. I'm going to have to rewatch this soon. I, I just rewatched it, and it was so good. I love that one. Yeah, this yeah. is that's an ironclad number one. Yeah, no question. All right, let, let it rip. What do you got? I have several here. Um, the one you were definitely thinking of is twenty-two, well, twenty-three Jump Street. That is not what I was thinking of, but incredible that I totally really? forgot that. You're a hundred percent right. But I will. I want to be clear. I don't want to see twenty-three Jump Street. I want to see like thirty-one. Yeah, I want to see all of them. What were you, what yeah. were you possibly thinking of? Where I knew I the you name meant of the- Pineapple Express two Blood Red. Oh, <laughs> which I absolutely want to see. I would watch that. Assuming it was not as terrible as uh, this is the end, twenty two or twenty three Jump Street, I would re- I, I'm serious about like I really want and would be to great happen. because Channing Tatum is one of the great comic actors of our time. Who knew? Yeah, uh, I love that movie. Maybe they could go with Cambodian Jesus in that one. <laughs> A movie that I don't think is going to happen, even though like I really think that this prequel trilogy was meant to be. Um, whatever the sequel to Alien Covenant would have been, I'm sad that that's probably not happening. Great point. Didn't think of that, but a hundred percent. I really I want more. I need more ponderings about the universe. I need more pondering, and then Fastbender making out with Fastbender, and then aliens exploding out of people's buttholes. Like I, that's another one where like I don't think I ever get tired of it. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a ready made setup. Just give me more of that. It's not that hard. Oh, I thought of another one. These are this is really sparking some thoughts. The, talking to you is is much easier than doing this in a vacuum. Oh yeah. Speaking of Neil Blomkamp being attached to sequels that never happen, what about District Nine? So that was actually on a lot of lists um, of people wanting a District Nine sequel. I liked District Nine. I don't. My problem is I don't think that this movie works anywhere but South Africa. I agree. And I'm cons- so so I have concerns. My recollection, I don't know if I remember right, but I don't think that the direct story invites a sequel. This is a TV show. Yes, you know what? Yes, this is a good TV show. Totally. A TV show set in District 9? Yes. Like you yeah. follow two kiss. You follow two are uh, two parallel tracks, one of like an alien living in the slums and one of like a, a guy similar to the guy in the movie that is like some hundred percent that got that just right that that tv show is like begging to get made by hbo and i want it yeah um i really want a gentleman sequel this one will probably happen this will happen and i'm gl- and i hope it does yeah i really like the gentleman and that whole like universe it's our universe but like this whole like community of people i want to spend more time with well, it's funny because there was a bunch of people on the internet also begging for a Snatch sequel, but this is basically just the sequel to Snatch. Yeah, right. So I just thought of another one, but then lost it. Shit, where'd it go? Ah, crap, you keep going. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I want another Terminator movie. Like, the last, like, Dark Fate was good enough that I actually would like to see more. Although... I haven't seen Dark Fate yet. I'm... I'm confident they can't actually do it well without Arnold in it, and I'm not sure how you write him into a sequel of this movie. But that's the that's the trick of it. Like they're fucking robots. You can have as many Arnolds as you want. So I'm surprised that I actually want to see more of that. But I do. Um, a big one here. I'm not sure if this is actually going to happen or not. It feels like it should. I want Den of Thieves really bad. Den of Thieves yeah. too. Den of Thieves. Uh, it's it's like so directly set up for it. I think it should just happen. Um, I don't know about this one. Like I, it feels like it was good as a, a, a one off, but I also would like another as Triple Frontier. Like uh, that. What about? I just thought about that. I think it probably shouldn't happen. 
Yeah. But I but I would really like it because I love that movie so much. Like, I would actually be okay with just taking those same guys and, like, bringing in a, someone to fill Affleck's spot. And prequel. Just... Oh. This is a prequel. This, yeah, This you're is right. a prequel from when they all met. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. This is a prequel. Way yeah. to go, Mike. But it's a great prequel. And it's yeah. a great idea from you. This one, I think, is actually a TV show, which is sad. Uh, Snowpiercer. I think that there's a lot to do it in is. that universe. Uh, it sounds like it's not good. I still um, haven't seen it. The movie. I know. I know. It's pathetic. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. Even after all the Parasite hype. Interesting. I know. Foolishness. Can so, I jump in with two so we can still end on you? Yeah. Uh, Pink Panther. I, <laughs> I, I, for, I, I just thought of that. There should be another one. I will ne- obviously never happen. And two is an abomination. But it's fixable. The problems can be fixed. Do another one. And then one that I actually just Googled and is happening. I just want to be clear how much I want it to happen. And it's just me. I'm the only one. Is King Kong. They're doing a Kong v. Godzilla movie. The, the Godzilla movie was was one of the worst I've ever seen. But Kong Skull Island was such a delight that I want more Kong. I really want to see Kong Skull Island. I do. You um, haven't seen it? No. Oh, it's so good, Kyle. So good. All right, I'm gonna watch and, that. And I'm ruining it. And I'm ruining it completely by hyping it because that's part of why it was so good. Yeah, good point. So thanks for that. Yeah. Sorry, right. my bad. I've got only a few more here. I really want a Logan Lucky sequel. I I think that oh. I don't know. I don't know why those guys would do another heist, but like I, if they decide to do why another not? heist, if they decide to do another heist, I would like to be in tow. Yeah, I want to be invited. Because you know that that, like, again, it's a fucking heist movie. You can make a thousand of them. Um, and I'm going to watch them. I really, really like that. A comedy that I think actually is warranting a sequel is, did you see Spy with Melissa McCarthy? Yes, and some people want that to happen. I, I should have put this on the list. This this should have a sequel. That movie is far funnier than it has a right to be, and it's just carried by her. Um, but I'd like that. This... I'm I would I really like this idea. I want the role model sequel where McLovin and Ronnie are the role models this time, right? <laughs> that's one of the best movie ideas that's ever been pitched on this that's, podcast. That's that's the, all you need to hear. Picture Oh, this. that's such a great pitch. I uh that one maybe will happen. You just need to wait no, a few. That years. should be on the list. That's an incredible pitch. Yeah. I uh I'm serious about that one and this one this might actually be happening. I don't know. I don't know why they stopped making Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies after two. Those movies are fucking great. A huge oversight. Massive, crazy oversight. That should really happen. And it's crazy that it has it. Because the second one is so good. Like, it's so good. It's, it's The first one is like a pretty, like pretty much exactly what you'd expect from a Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes vehicle. Yeah. But the second one is like... It's, it's like actually a really good action movie <laughs> yeah um and it's I, I loved it and like the whole aesthetic around that whole thing and obviously rdj is amazing i'm i'm hoping that happens i'm gonna quickly google it because i think that, oh man i really hope they do that i heard I, I remember reading somewhere that that was like being talked about sherlock holmes 3 released 2021 so that it is happening oh it was supposed to come out i this hope year. i hope that's real oh <sighs> I know that it's real. I just mean I hope it actually happens is all I'm saying. This feels like one of those things that um, they keep saying like, oh, yeah. It just it's like the- keeps getting pushed off forever. And like yeah. the, the COVID like the Uncharted movie. is the perfect excuse. Like, ugh, I hope it happens. Yeah. Okay. So but for now, we'll just assume it is and we won't put it on the list. In that case, yeah. I would say I'm semi-serious about, I don't know. I, whatever any of these i could be convinced one way or the other I, I think role models is the one i'm like happiest about the pitch for i think role models pineapple express pineapple express is probably a near miss because i love it so much but i think role models in 23 jump street should be legitimately on the list yeah the only other one i would entertain is alien because like that one really got, oh yeah that one really got left hanging and i want like a satisfying conclusion to our prometheus and covenant like butthole purgings so i think golden compass tinker taylor partially because tinker taylor the john le carre stories have proven to be really adaptable into television shows so realistically i should probably just root for his movies to get made into tv shows 
Yeah. I think I, those two are the most vulnerable. The only one that I would say like might get lopped off just because of its technicality is that I don't want Moneyball until like we yeah. know for sure that it can be as sad as possible. I'm good with I'm good with taking Moneyball off, but I want to be very like I want it to be so heavily asterisked that we really want that movie. I I want to say we'll as soon as Billy Bean retires we will do an addendum to this podcast and move this up to like move this up to number two because yeah. behind the Brazilian job, there's nothing I want to see more than that story. Yeah, with, with Brad you. Pitt, I actually would feel pretty good about basically going. Here's here's what I think. I think we go twenty three Jump Street at like five. Like I think that's legitimately one of. I just totally missed that. That's a that's a huge oversight and then i think we go like 10 and 9 with role models and alien covenant because i think the role models pitch is incredible but we love that way too much compared to other people that's a number that's a 10 so i think we put that at 10 alien covenant at 9 because similar problem we're the only yeah. ones who liked it but <laughs> uh I, I like that a lot and then otherwise i think i think we might have a list and then we just shift everything where necessary and then we have compiled a list of the top 10 movies that need sequels like stat yeah stat all right i will recap them number 10 is the grown-up ronnie and mclovin version of role models number nine is the alien covenant sequel in which michael fassbenders touch each other's gigantic wieners <laughs> number eight is el camino the group therapy session number seven is looper something else Number six, the other other guys <laughs> handling some other crimes. Number five is anything from 23 to like 80 Jump Street. Number four is the Hancockening, uh, <laughs> some swear in history, or like a semi-reboot with Michael B. Jordan. We could be persuaded. <laughs> the crows have eyes. The crowning. The crowning. The crows have eyes. Uh, number three is... Uh, Whatever the second one is, Girl Who Played With Fire, I think. Um, yeah. About the second Lisbeth Salander book. Number two is an Austin Powers film that spoofs literally any of the many James Bond films. The Man with and the number, Golden Dick. The Man with... Perfect. Boom. Boom. And then number one is the, a movie that just <laughs> inexplicably doesn't exist. Of any on job. here. That's... Yeah. How? It doesn't make any sense. Someday. I think we'll still get that one. Have hope. I, I think we will. I just hope it's good. Yeah. Wow, that was fun. I like that one. That was fun. I really like that list. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad that um, you, were, you were on the ball as much as you were, because you added a ton of great ideas. Yeah, Mike, this is, my best, this is my best pitch for why you should have an IMDb list of every movie you've ever seen. So you can just kind of scroll through it and... I felt that today. I, it's funny you say that because I have been so glad that I've got my Goodreads. And I'm only going forward. I haven't gone back and logged books that I read before like I started. But with the IMDb, I'm, I'm missing that now. Like, I'm really missing it. Well, just do the same thing. Like, start now. Yeah. And what I've done is there's a place where you can take notes. And whenever I see a new movie, I just note where and who I saw it with. And that's like a fun way to keep track and remember when you saw stuff that's a great idea okay uh all right well it's, now that we're done with that uh usually this is the part of the show where we do thank yous i'll thank kevin mcleod on account of his stinky beats we love him and uh i'll thank my sister aaron for the fantastic artwork if you want to see more of aaron's uh artworks go to sand design on instagram that's where that's all at totes my goats and i would thank my lovely fiance caroline labranti and her stylings with our social meds you can check out what she does for us on our instagram at top 10 km 10 is spelled out t-e-n you can check out her personal stuff at cml.photos and if you have any other requests complaints whatever for us you can send those to our email account top10km at gmail.com with 10 also spelled out finally while i'm sure you're listening to us on some sort of podcasting platform you can check us out on some other ones like the apple podcast app stitcher spotify podbean pretty much wherever podcasts can be found so kyle my friend that's what i have to say 
just really well done mike thanks for uh thanks for this this was a good time i'll see you in like five minutes when we do a back-to-back yeah we are gonna do a back-to-back i'm probably gonna mop my brow a little because i'm hot as bulls in here i'll probably take a very very quick dump and then we'll get back to it (laughs) peace (laughs) peace